Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the bandwagon. Ryan Michaels here with Chip Tiernan. How's it going? Today we're going to talk about the Eagles and the dumpster fire they are, and the Phillies adding fuel to the dumpster fire that is current Philadelphia sports. Alright, listen. Phillies, yes, a dumpster fire. Eagles, not yet. I, it was a little bit of a hot take, but yeah. how do you lose 5 nothing to the Browns and expect there not to be a dumpster fire? Yeah, I mean, our offense played horribly. We all know that, but, you know, we won the Super Bowl, so... Hollipool, Lassie, Vitae? Okay, that, he got destroyed by Miles Garrett. But, listen, if you're going to say dumpster fire for the Philadelphia team, let's let's just stick with the Phillies for now. <laughs> hey, I used to just think it was the bullpen, but now I'm it's just, pretty sure it's the whole team. Yeah, it's like it's like an infection. It's just infected the whole the whole team now. It just... just Puss oozing out. Except Aaron Nola. A- Aaron Nola is the one diamond in the rough. Even right even Reese Hoskins is still, you know. Yeah, he he was on fire and right. he kind of cooled down, but I mean, he's still Reese Hoskins. You yeah. still got to respect him. But, I mean, Aaron Nola has been freaking insane. He's a Cy Young candidate. Yeah. And he outdueled Max Scherzer, for God's sake, so. The two eye color wonder. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, you know, hop on board and enjoy the ride as we uh, further discuss, and, uh, yeah. Let's cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. Kick this off, get in the huddle, and talk some Eagles. All right, Chippy. Let's get a load of the Eagles' preseason woes and the bright spots that still do shine through, even though we lose 5 nothing to the Browns. <laughs> um, how are you feeling about Avante Maddox? Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he, had, he had a pick. He had a nice pick, and I think, uh, you know, I think, he's, I think he solidified his spot on this team. <clears throat> yeah, I, I honestly think that he was one of the most surprising players as a young gun going out there. Yeah. I thought Sidney Jones for sure had the spot. He still does, yeah. but he has some competition if he starts to struggle. Yeah, listen, competition never hurt anybody. I mean, you know, I, I think it's only going to fuel Sidney Jones at this point. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know if long-term Sidney Jones should be the option at nickel. I mean, I, I think he's better on the outside. We've seen that in college. And I think the Eagles should, you know, at least try him on the outside. I, I you know, I think they're, I think it's a mistake mainly pe- playing him in the nickel. I know, you know, I mean, obviously Vontae Maddox, he's a nickel corner, and he was drafted as that. Yeah. So, uh, and we needed that. And but you know, I think giving Sidney Jones more options and you know letting him play outside, may- maybe throwing Jalen Mills in in, in the in the nickel. Why or, not? Or even Rasul Douglas in the nickel. I know, you know, Douglas is a bigger guy. He, he's made for the outside. Yeah, he's a little bit... He's too large of a player. I feel like he's also shaky. Yeah. He's too shaky on the outside. Why put him into a new slot? That's, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't want him... If, if he's already having a hard time adjusting to his current position, right. let's let's pump the brakes a little bit on yeah. that. But um, I, I think he has tremendous talent. Yeah. I just don't think that he's quite ready. I don't know if it's his mind... Or what? He's made some phenomenal plays. He's made some mental mistakes. Yeah. I mean, that's going to happen to a young player. Uh, you know, I, I like you said, I do like his talent. Um, but again, going back to Maddox and, and Sidney Jones, you know, I think that's, for the start of the year, I think Jones is going to play the nickel. 
Um, but again, I don't, you know, I think he's more made for the outside. I think, I think he's a better player on the outside. I know he's undersized for a corner, but, you know, he, he played really well at Washington. So that's what made him a first-round caliber, caliber player. So, um, you know, I think for now it's going to be, uh, you know, Cindy Jones. But the last preseason game, maybe maybe throw someone else in there, you know. Maybe throw Cindy Jones outside, you know, give Mills, you know, I know you don't play the starters that much in the fourth game, but, you know, maybe give Mills some snaps in the nickel, see how, see how he does, and, you know, play Maddox for the rest of the game. So the defense has been, like, the shining star of the preseason, other than the Patriots game, really. Yeah. I still just don't get how we lost five nothing. <laughs> I mean, our offense just—it it played so poorly. Uh, um, Nick Foles did not look good. He had wide open receivers in that Browns game. Uh, yeah, it was, just, and he just wasn't—he he could have released the ball, and he just wasn't protecting the ball. Yeah. I don't know what's going through his head. Maybe the limelight's gotten to him. I, I don't hate know. To say it. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. You know, there. It's called a, you know, it's called a hangover for Super Bowl hangover for a reason. You know, it happened. It happened to the Panthers two years ago, and they didn't make the playoffs the year after. So, I mean, it didn't happen to the Falcons, but the Falcons didn't make it back. So, um, you know, it, it could be that. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, I mean, like you said, I think you said he had a phenomenal game in the Super Bowl. You know, that's the that's the biggest game in his career. Obviously, you know, he's gonna he's gonna play his as hard as he can. But this is preseason, so... It is the preseason, but you didn't show a single spark of life. Yeah. That offense looked about as dead as roadkill. <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not far off. <laughs> it's just like a squirrel kind of like sitting there twitching after it got run over. I like I hate to put it that way, but it looked dead. Yeah, it really did. Or uh, dying. I mean, it didn't it did not We are missing pieces right now though. That's that's true. We are missing a lot. That's very true. I I will give credit there, but I think Halabulavati Vaitai mm. has joined my list of people that <laughs> oh boy. need to get on a plane, oh, one-way no. ticket, pack their bags, oh, and no. never come home. Yeah, he's joining Hector Neris up there, huh? Hector Neris, yeah. Yeah, there's a few people there. Yeah, but, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, he did not look good. He got, I remember the one play, he got absolutely destroyed by Miles Garrett. And then, you know, that injury kind of took him out of the game after that, so... No, he did not look good. I mean, the whole offense Miles just didn't... Miles Garrett destroyed him. Yeah, Miles Garrett's going to be a phenomenal player. He's going to be a sick player. How do you, like... Come on! <laughs> but it was every play. Yeah. There was... Halabulavati <sighs> Vaitai, not only against the Browns, but he's the reason why Nick Foles almost had that shoulder injury. Yeah. He just... He's been bullied in the preseason. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Every time the Eagles were trying to, you know, making a drive out of something, you know, they would turn the ball over. And that turnovers didn't help at all. We had so many turnovers in that game. Picks, fumbles. Picks, fumbles, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously that doesn't help. So, you know, I think once Wentz comes back, the Eagles will be fine. But, again, we just don't know when that's going to happen. Alshon's going to be out week one. Yeah. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Our receiving core is actually pretty dinged up. It is. It is. We have Matt Collins out with a sport hernia. Yep. Alshon's out. So who do we have on the outside? Sheldon Gibson, Mike Wallace, and then Aguilar and Slot. That's what it's looking like, and you know Gibson's been a bright spot on this team. He's had a f- really good preseason uh, from returning kicks, uh, you know, and he's just, you know he's been the, really the brightest spot on this Eagles team because you know uh, two weeks ago against um, the Patriots, you had a, actually even the Steelers game too. He had both touchdowns for you know really big gains, so. Um, you know, yeah, he, he's been really good. He's definitely going to make this team. 
he'll probably be the fourth receiver as long as Matt Collins is out. But I mean, he's probably he's competing right now to be the fourth receiver on this team. Do Do you think that once all the injuries are said and done, do you think that he'll be with the team still? Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. You know, he's he's a great kick returner. Every time he's returned the ball, you know, he's he's done really well. So at least for him, he he'll be a special teams, a really good special teams player. Um, and I think you do give him snaps on offense. If you know, if you need a deep threat other than Mike Wallace, you know, send him out there and see what he can do. Because you know, obviously in the preseason he's done he's done really well, and I, I think he's going to be a pretty solid player. Well, with Darren Sproles' role in the special teams going to be diminished because of the injury last year, yeah. who was going to take his spot? Well, primarily, da- Darren Let's... Sproles will be the punt returner, I think, and then Shelton Gibson will be the probably the kick returner. Do you think Darren Sproles will even return punts? Um. Yes, I think you will. Um, maybe not right away. You know, maybe give him a couple games to get in, back into the swing of things. I mean, obviously he's going to be a good, a good part of the offense. He's going to be our main ca- pass catching back along with Corey Clement. So, you know, offensively, yeah, I, I mean, I think he will be our punt returner. Maybe not right away, but, you know, I think he'll be back there. What are the biggest things you've taken from these losses? You know, the Patriots game, you know. Suds look good. Sudfeld did. Sud Sudfeld looked, looked good. really good. He had a really, really nice game, and that's you know, some people are trying. To, that's saying that's why maybe we should trade Foles now. I'm not for it, but I'm not against it. I'm kind of neutral when it comes to it. It yeah. all depends on the offer. Listen, yeah, ex- like you said, exactly. That's exactly right. You know, if we get blown away with an offer, then if, you know, if, if that's we get fine. a similar thing to Sam Bradford. Yeah, gone. Yeah. Bye. But you know, I don't know if a team at this point now, just because of the struggles that he's had in the preseason, I don't know if a team's going to give that much up for. He just lost his trade value. Yeah. So, you know, at this point, I don't think a trade is happening. But again, like you said, Sudfeld played really well. And at this point, he's, you know, he's a great third option, I guess. <laughs> I mean, um, what the he, hell? Why not? He's going to back up Foles if Wentz doesn't play. So, you know, um, you know, for the first maybe game, we have a good backup there in Sudfeld. But yeah, he played really well. Another That's another bright spot for the, for the Eagles, too. So, um, yeah, I mean... But, you know, back to the injuries, too, we are banged up. And it's going to be tough week one. And, you know, we're playing a really good Falcons team. And I, I think they improved in the offseason, too. So it's going to be a really tough game. Uh, we just got we have to see how Nick Foles does. I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't think he's playing week four of the preseason. So his next game up is, is game one. Carson said he's going to be healthy. Yeah. Doug Peterson said if he's healthy, he'll play. But the main call comes down to what the doctors say. Yep. As much as I like the enthusiasm from fans saying he better play week one, uh, Nick Foles can't play, and as much as I'm worried about Nick Foles, I, I still have faith in him that like, when the regular season comes around, yes. until he proves me wrong, not inevitably, yeah. I have faith in him until it all turns to a dumpster fire. <laughs> but Please I'm being, God, no. I'm being optimistic <laughs> that it's not going to be the same thing as the Phillies. Yes. But... Uh, Carson did look good. Yeah, yeah, he did. He really did. And that ACL know, is showing no signs of being a piece of spaghetti. Yeah, I think Wentz did a really good job getting himself back into shape after the injury. Um, you know, when 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 uh, when word came out when he was competing in eleven on eleven drills, you know that that's a great sign. And you know that yeah. that just that's a huge step closer to him coming back. So I don't really know if he's going to be ready for week one, but. As long as the doctors say he's ready, then set him out there. Other than Carson, we're overloaded with running backs. Yeah, we are. 
Josh Adams, Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement, Jay Ajayi, and Darren Sproles. Who's gone? You know, you know, it's tough, man. Um, you know, that fourth spot really could go to any of any of any guy. I mean, you know, there's Matt Jones also, and there's Danell Pumphrey as Matt well. Matt Jones. I, I just didn't mention Danell Pumphrey because... You know, he's, he's, not been, he's not been good. He's Danell Pumphrey. Right. But, you know, I don't think Pumphrey's going to be the option there. I mean, no. he's, he's too similar to Sproles. And, you know, so maybe put him on the practice squad, and then next year maybe you can bring him up to the regular squad when Sproles is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, again, that's if he performs. He's got to perform. So... So far, I've seen nothing. Yeah, you know, and uh, but again, uh, also Matt Jones. You know, I think he's had an okay camp, but you know, not enough to give him a spot. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be released. I don't think we'll keep him on the practice squad. And then it comes to Adams and um, Smallwood, and I think unfortunately it's gonna be Smallwood. In my personal opinion, I'm not a huge fan of Smallwood. You know, he's been, oh, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I, it's not the fact that I hate him. It's just I don't see him. As a threatening running back, yeah, you know we, we he's been on, he's been on the team for a few years now, and well, he was the reason why Corey Clement wasn't getting as many reps as he did, and then when Wendell Smallwood got hurt, Clement took over his job. Yeah, and you know Clement outperformed him in every aspect instantly. So, I personally I don't like Smallwood. He's been with the team like I said for a few years now, and he just hasn't, you know, been, you know that that type of guy who can be an NFL caliber running back. I mean, I think he. He can be a backup in this league, you know. Um, I guess that's what he is, but I just like Josh Adams better as a player. I mean, you know, has he has way more potential. He gives us more options. He's as well. huge, and he's yeah, he's a big running back. You know, we lost Legarrette Blunt. I'm not saying he is Legarrette Blunt, but that's a, you know that's a decent replacement for Legarrette Blunt. If we need a short, if we need a short uh, line situation, or if we're on the one yard line, throw him out there and punch it in. Yeah, we don't have a power running back right now. You know, he's six foot two, and he weighs I don't know how much he weighs honestly, but. I know he weighs a lot for a running like 282. back. Two eighty two. It might be lower than that. I don't know, but he's a big dude for a running back. So, you know, just send, I mean, send him out there on short line situations, and we're going to get the yardage we need. And you know, with those options, I think we'll be a better running back core in the long run. I mean, you know, Smallwood doesn't give us, you know, he, he's this he's the same type of player as Clement. So I just don't see you know his fit with the team. Uh, Josh Adams weighs 225, by the way. Yeah, 225. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's a big body. Um, you know, you need that in a running back core. You know, the, ty- the type of offense we run, we need we have multiple running backs. And, you know, we got to use them different ways. Well, let's take those running backs and put them in order and what their role is on our team. Yeah. Jay Ajayi, you mentioned it earlier, through the tackles. Definitely. He's the best between the tackler runner in this league. And he just finds ways to get through tackles and, and ha- make – you know, have positive yards, you know. You rarely see him, uh, you know, have negative yards. Now, the Eagles in the preseason are not using him the right way. You know, we're, we're giving it to him so he can run outside. That's not the type of player he is. Give it to him so he can run through the tackles. If we're going to toss it, give it to Clement. Clement's a better, he's a more elusive back than J.H.I. And Clement can, you know, make guys miss. Clement's versatile. 100%, yeah. Clement's also a deep threat. Oh yeah, that, that's something that I see from him. He's an all-around player. You know, he, he can he can run the ball, and you know, if the Eagles want to use him to his full potential, use him as a pass catcher and use him for those you know tosses outside. And if you're going to run between the tackles, give it to a Jai. He's the best. Like I said, he's the best between the tackler, between the tackles running back in this league. You know, he just 
He just he just is. And then you know you obviously have Sproles again the, another I feel pass like catcher. Sproles is going to have the same role as Corey Clement. They're very similar to each other. Again, but that, that's that's fine too. That's why I'm saying we don't need small because again he's a pass catcher as well. He's more of a pass catcher just because of, of his size. And that's why I think you need Josh Adams. But um, you know if you have Clement and Sproles out there at the same time, I think that's okay. You can you can have Clement run out to the slot as well because Clement can do that. And you know he's just he's a that he's just that versatile of a player that he can do that. Um, you know, obviously Sproles is in there to be a pass catcher, and if if that's the type of play that it is out there, then set him out there. And you know, I think the first and like I said before, again, he was hurt. He broke his wrist and tore his ACL on the same play. For God's sake, so that was tragic. It, <laughs> that was tragic. It was. You know, it was unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I think the first couple games of the season, he's not going to play as much. As much. But, but he, he's going to have a significant role on the team this year. Yeah. The thing with Darren Sproles is he's very useful. He's very efficient at what he does. Yeah. He's been the same player his entire career. Exactly. He brings veteran leadership, too. We've said it so many times on this show. Like, veteran leadership, veteran leadership. We're pumping it down your throats. Yeah. But it's important. Yeah. The yeah young, it really helps. young players actually have to learn from veterans to yeah. actually succeed in the league. Right. If you disagree with me, I hate you. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Well, that again. That's why I think Corey Clement had 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 the year that he did. You know, I think Sproles, you know, even though he wasn't playing, he was still behind the scenes, you know, telling him what to do because Sproles knew that Clement was getting more playing time. So, you know, I think Sproles, I don't know if it really did happen, but I think Sproles kind of helped Clement in that way, being the veteran that he is, and you know, kind of telling him the ways. And you know, Corey Clement, you know, being an undrafted rookie, he just wanted to soak in as much information as he could, and he just took it to the field and played really well. I think he'll have a significant role on the Eagles again this year. I think Corey Clement is a great player. Yeah, he's solidified his role. Yep. Over Wendell Smallwood, thank God. Yes. I felt like last year too. Wendell Smallwood in the games they did play. Yeah. We talk about Jay Ajayi rarely getting negative yards. I just felt like every single time he was just running the ball, he got negative yards. Yeah, and I think the Eagles kind of used him in the wrong way as well. Because you know when we did use Smallwood last year, it's when we didn't have Ajayi and we didn't have those that between the tacklers kind of runner. I mean, we did have Blunt, but that was like a—he's—he's he's more of a short, uh, short yard situation. So, you know, we use Smallwood, you know, to try and get between the tackles, but that's just not the type of player he is. And you know, his size—you know—really—he's more of a pass catching back. I mean, he can run the ball, I guess, but you know, that's not what we need right now. I think we need a bigger back like Josh Adams, like we've been saying, just you know, for their short. Why are they not playing Josh Adams then? I—I just—you know—I don't really know. I mean, he was he, again—he was an undrafted rookie. So, you know, maybe that playing into something. I mean, Smallwood's been with the team for a few years, so we kind of know what we're going to get with Smallwood. And, you know, maybe Peterson has more faith in Smallwood as of right now just because he's been with the team and he, he knows the playbook better. So, you know, maybe that's why. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like Josh Adams a lot. He, he had a great career at Notre Dame. You know, he had a great offensive line there. He has a great offensive line here. So, you know, it's going to translate well for him, I think. Um, but we'll see. You know, we don't really know. With all of our missing pieces coming back, too, that O-line is just going to be strengthened. Yeah. Um, do you think Jason Peters is going to be the same player coming back from that injury? or You never you, you never know. I mean, you know, it's torn ACL for, you know, a 36-year-old guy, you know. Um, he's, he's still a pro bowler. He is a nine-time pro bowler, uh, which is insane to think about. But um, Nine. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, about to be ten. Hopefully, God willing. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it, again, it's going to take some time, you know, it's, it's a freak injury. So, you, you know, you know, with all these guys who were going through like torn ACLs and torn meniscus and torn everything, you know, it, it'll take time to, you know, to get their, 
I think you know their bodies. It yeah, they that, have to build back up to where they were. It's going to. They're not going to be the same right away. Also, it's the beginning of the season. Yeah, training camps come just came to a close. Preseason just came to a close. Not everyone is in peak football shape right now. Yeah, mid season, you'll start to see some incredible plays. Yeah, you'll see some incredible plays all around, but. You'll see quarterbacks performing better as their team meshes, chemistry's built. Um, I, I'm I'm curious to see if Carson Wentz plays because that will play a huge role in the success of the wide receiving core. Yeah, 100. percent You know, and like I was saying before, I think physically, I think the players will be fine. You know, it, it just it comes mentally. You know, you ha- you got to go out there. You know, you just you know playing playing regular season football is way different than playing preseason football because it matters. You know, and um. You know, just getting out there mentally is the toughest thing, I think, after a freak injury. So, at once, you know, these guys get through it mentally and, you know, you know, they're good players and they will play well, I think they'll be all right. I read a stat recently. The Eagles are the fourth highest likely team to tear an ACL on. <laughs> not, not really fourth highest likely, but fourth most ACL tears in the past four years. Well, you know, that's just, so, that just comes with the Philadelphia... Let's lower way. that. Yeah, hopefully. Please. That's just Philadelphia luck, though, you know? If you live in Philadelphia, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, whenever anything... No matter how large or small... Like, anything bad happens to us, we tend to go a little overboard. Oh, yeah. And that's just that's just the way that we are. It's Philadelphia way. I yeah. mean, it is what it is. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it's happening with Gabe Kapler right now. As we... If we... Later when we talk about the Phillies, <laughs> let's save that. Yeah, yeah. Let's save that. Yeah, for we'll, a few we'll, more minutes. From we now. will talk about that. <laughs> we will talk about whatever in the Lord's name is going through <laughs> that man's head right now. Yeah, because he is starting to remind me of a name that I don't like to talk about, and it happens to be your nickname with Kelly at the end uh, of it. Oh, please, listen, guys. I, I just want you to know. If you were thinking, I'm not named after Chip Kelly. I just want everyone to know that. You know, I, I mean, that that sounds like exactly what someone who was named after Chip listen, Kelly would say. Listen, trust me. When I was in, when I was a kid, you know, people around my street they called me Chips because chips are good and they're amazing, and I love them. So and that's Chip why. Kelly gave you a bag of chips? No, not that. No, I didn't even know Chip Kelly existed when I got this nickname. So. Trust me when I say this. I was not named after Chip Kelly. I was Chips at first, and then I just I just shortened it to Chips in high school, and then everyone just calls me Chip now. But of course, in high school, we we hired Chip Kelly, and everyone's like, "Hey, Chip Kelly." I'm like, did you no. did you have an Oregon Ducks hat when you were a kid? I did not. I uh, did I not. Know, you can check. I did not. <laughs> I never ever had one. I never liked Oregon. Doubt. I don't. Okay. Doubt. That's fine. Don't believe me. Yeah, man, yeah, you know. Where's Chip Kelly now, by the way? I just, uh, UCLA. Is he? He's the head coach of UCLA. I mean, I could verify that. Let me just he's verify co- that. He's the head quick. coach of UCLA. Wow. UCLA, what are you doing, man? Uh, ruining their football program. I mean, I guess he did well in college, but, like, after that performance in the NFL. Yeah, he's currently the head coach for the UCLA Bruins. Wow. Good luck, UCLA. That, you know, you got to think, though, like, if he didn't, ruin our team. Yeah. We wouldn't have Carson Wentz. That is very... You know what? That's true. You know, I'm not going to say I'm named after Chip Kelly. I'm still not. But, that is a very true statement. If he didn't downgrade our team to 
like terrible. Yeah, <laughs> just just <a> bad. <laughs> just a fish out of water, just yeah. flopping on the dock. Not good. It all started with shady too. That was that trade. Oh, it, it, you know, when that trade happened, I was just, I was sad. But you know, at the time, because we got Demarco Murray at the at pretty much the same time, we were like, okay, you know, that's fine. You know, we got a running back for a running back. Technically, not really, but. But DeMarco I mean, Murray was awful. <laughs> the only reason DeMarco Murray had such a successful season in Dallas the year before was because of how many times they handed them the ball. And their offensive line was great. That, too. What did you expect? He was not that amazing and of again, a running back. And, again, the Eagles didn't use him the right way. Well, that's because Chip Kelly's a moron. Right. You know, the type of offense that Chip Kelly ran just didn't fit DeMarco Murray's style of play. So, you know, that's why he ultimately... He's just a ground-and-pound running back. Right. You know, give it to him up the middle. And, you know, we didn't do that, but... Well, our O-line was nothing like Dallas's either. Well, let's, let's not talk about Chip Kelly anymore. You know, let's talk about Doug Peterson and what we, we've we done with him, so... Hagen-Dazs. Yeah. Let's Hagen-Dazs. Laga Hagen-Dazs, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully more to come. Hopefully Dougie P is reaming out this team right now. I don't... Hope, especially the offense. Yeah. Hopefully he's, you know, sitting down with the offense and letting... Pull it, pull their stuff together. Hey guys, you know I, I was going to get ice cream, but no, no, you lost not, the not Browns five nothing. The, the only ice cream you're getting is your own because you're not. Maybe he gave some of the defense a little bit of the defense. Yeah, the, the defense gets. They played well. Then maybe look at some water ice. Okay, yeah, yeah from Reedus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some get, get the rookies to get them. And, yeah, 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 yeah. But the offense, no, absolutely no, I, not. They don't deserve it. Okay, maybe Shelton Gibson. I, okay, no, where you go one, you go all. You're right. You're you right. I'm sorry. It. Yes, you are. But, okay. If one of them screws up, they all. They all yes, did. yes. You're right, you're right. Especially, I mean, yeah. The, the whole offense. And he, I hope he's sitting down with Nick Foles right now. You know, just. I, I don't, I'm not, call me crazy. I'm not that worried about Nick Foles. You know, I, like, he is playing terribly. And, like, yeah, we did kind of ream him out earlier. But he did win us a Super Bowl. We yeah. saw that he could perform. He yeah. performed incredibly throughout the playoffs. You stated it earlier, they're the biggest games of his career. Mm-hmm. He's probably not going to get another chance like that. Yeah. Hopefully this year. Hopefully ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the preseason is where you work out the kinks. Yeah. So long as those kinks don't transition over into the regular season, we're good. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just have to be prepared for tougher competition in the NFC. Yeah. The Vikings are thoroughly improved with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback rather than Case Keenum. Saints, Saints are improved as well. They just, Saints are, They just yeah. destroyed the Chargers this this past week. So, well, Mark Ingram's out for four games. I don't think that matters too much. <laughs> yeah. Alvin Kamara is so good. If you, get Drew, if you have Drew Brees slinging the ball around and you have Michael Thomas catching it and Alvin Kamara catching it, you'll be all right. Who's going to play longer, Drew Brees or Tom Brady? Oof. Oof. Wow. Um... Yeah, that's tough, man. Uh, I would say Tom Brady at this point, because you know I, I don't know. Um, so the Eagles can beat him again. Yes. I want to watch him tragically never win a Super Bowl ever. Again. I hope he doesn't, man. I really do. But that's a good he death. already has his spoils of war. Let, let us five, have them. five rings. Come on. Yeah, you don't you yes. don't need one for the other hand because then you'll, you'll play until you get four more and right. then you'll all be sad. Yeah, and you have ten rings and we. Let's not talk about more. Tom Brady no, anymore. That's Tom but it, like you, okay, that's a good question though. Drew Brees or Tom Brady? I think Tom Brady, just because of the rings, just because of the Super is Bowl he rings. that obsessed with getting a sixth ring? I, I, I think he is. 
But he's got a hot wife. He does. He has the world by the balls. Well, you know, I don't know. Let's not talk about Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, we did beat him. We did. We took that. We took that empire down. We beat Tom Brady. There was nothing I liked more than watching Bill Belichick's emotionless face not change. Yeah. After losing the Super Bowl, well, even Bowl. if he won, he he wouldn't have changed. Yeah, that, he probably wouldn't have changed. He'd be anyway. like, all right, yeah, six ranks. See uh, you later. Congrats, guys. I'm going to go home. <laughs> yeah, we we played horrible, but we won. But you didn't win. We we did. Yay. It only took 52 years. You know what? It's fine. I can never hear another, oh, you got no rings joke. Ha! Yeah. Ha! Yeah, suck it, Cowboys fans. And your 20-year dusty rings. Yeah, where's Emmett Smith at? Oh, wait, he's old. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> I, I hate that, too. Like, Cowboys haven't won a playoff game since when? Yeah, I don't know. Can you recall the year off the top of your I, head? I can't. It's not, it's not recent enough that you can just pull it off the top of your head. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I mean, maybe they have, but I just don't know. Do you think that the Falcons game is going to be threatening? Um, Yeah, We're I home. do. home. Yeah, I do. I mean, it, you know, if we don't... I'm not saying we have to win that game, but if we don't show a good performance, you know, a good showing, I think that's, that's going to scare a lot of fans, man. I mean... You know, if Nick Foles doesn't play, you know, somewhat well, that's gonna, you know, that's gonna f- scare some some of us. That is what it is. We'll see though. We'll know. You never know. All right, let's break the huddle, and we are going. Yeah, <laughs> 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 a clip's just chapped. <laughs> Chips. Excuse me. Yeah, I clapped. Um, break the huddle. Ready? Break. Yeah. All right. Well. It's time to walk it off with some hatred. Honest to God, <laughs> hatred. I really, 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 really dislike everything that Gabe Kapler has done in the last ten games. <laughs> you know, Phillies have been awful as of late. I mean, let, let's not let's not beat around the bush here. They've been all, they've been awful. Uh, I mean, the bullpen's been. Listen, our, our only bright spot on the team is really Aaron Nola right now. I mean, you could say Rose Hoskins, too, but he's a part of that lineup who's been... Carlos know, Santana horrendous. has proved to be the worst signing ever. You know, I wouldn't say ever, but, you know, he, he might be... I'm exaggerating, but you, he's you bad. Are, you are. But he's not been good at all. He is... He's underperforming. And oh. every, if Justin Bohr were In not on the DL... In every aspect of the word. <laughs> if Justin Bohr were not on the DL, I would want him starting every single game at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's get a load of Gabe Kapler. You know, Odubel Herrera, Mm. he's been making a lot of mental mistakes. Oh, boy. He's really throwing me for a loop. There's balls that have been catchable. And, like, people argue, just like, oh, well, he's playing it right because if if he doesn't let it, uh, if he lets it go over his head, then they'll score more runs. If you're capable of catching the ball... Catch the ball. Yeah. If you're capable of running the bases without getting picked off, please do that. Yeah, uh, he's just know. making mental mistake after mental mistake after mental mistake, and he's still in the lineup. Yeah. And you know what? Roman Quinn has earned a spot on the team, but instead of benching the person that is making the mistakes, he benches Nick Williams. <laughs> One of our consistent hitters. Someone who's ris- brought their average up from 220 to 260. Yeah. What? Why? Well, is it is it because of the computer's comment in the beginning of the year? Because I'm starting to think it is. You know, I really, 
you're right. Odubel Herrera has not been good. I mean, you know, he you would think he would mature by now, being in the league for I think it's fourth or fifth year in the league now. But we did get we we gave him that big contract a few years ago. You know, maybe you know doesn't care. It's the money at this point. I I really don't know what his deal is. I mean, it, it is frustrating just to watch him. He's not the I only mean, frustrating Philly, but no, he's not. For someone but, who has that much potential, just to like make that many mental mistakes, it's infuriating. Yeah, and, and you know, he, he, you know, offensively, he's not giving you much. I mean, he'll, he'll give you a couple hits here and there. He'll give you a, a home run here and there, but you know, he's just not been good as of late. I mean, like you said, I think Roman Quinn deserves a spot on this team now. You know, in the starting lineup every day. But why is Nick Williams gone? You know that 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 decision really frustrated me. Because, yeah, it's just, it was a stupid decision. Of all people to lose playing time, let's bench someone who's consistent right now. Yeah. Let's bench someone who's been producing. I would say since June. (laughs) Ever since he's been given playing time. Ever since he's been giving playing time, Nick Williams has taken advantage of it, and he's he's performed really well. He's got to be in the lineup every day. I really don't know what Kapler's mentality was there. There has to be a, a reason, but I just don't, I don't see one at this point. You know, Odubel, I don't know what his problem is. It's frustrating as a fan to watch him play the way that he does because he's got to know where he is. He's got to know what team he's on and what city he's playing in front of because, you know, these fans are just not going to accept the, the way we that he plays. We will boo you. Uh, absolutely. We will... We will... S- we, we will sling insults at you, too, to be honest. Like, we are just brutal people. We are. That's the way that we are. That's the way... That's just how we view sports. We, we are very passionate about our sports. And, you know, he's just got to... He's got to get his head out of his butt. Let's be honest. got to get his head out of his ass. Let's be honest, yeah. Yeah. You know... You can say it. Go ahead. Say yeah, it. Because he does. He does. He really does. Uh, he's, he's playing miserably. <laughs> he's making plays... There are balls, and don't get me wrong, they're questionable. It, but with his speed, his athleticism, yeah. he should be able to get them. In Listen, Saturday's and, game against the Blue Jays, yeah. that double that was hit over his head, I feel like he probably could have caught that had he taken the best route to the ball. Yeah. And playing center field all year long, you should be able to find the best route to the ball. And it's not like this is just an isolated incident. This has happened at least four times this month. Yeah, it has happened multiple times. You know the Blue Jay Stadium. It's a big field. Uh, let's I mean, yeah. let's throw that out there too. Uh, but like you said, you know he, he's he's done this multiple times, and again, he he's made some good plays out there. During I'm not this discrediting year. his good plays, right? I'm just saying his mental mistakes and overall gameplay is culminating to a point where I can't even root for the guy anymore because I just feel like he's going to mess it up. You know, yeah, and also too, you know, some of these situations where he's he's been, you know. Just mental mistakes. They're in big situations. You know, it, it, going back to the Red Sox game the first time in that ba- the uh, base running error, that, that, that's a big situation, you know? It, it's a close game, and, you know, you're trying to score runs here. You know, you can't let that happen. I mean, so, yeah, just the mental mistakes are, are frustrating. You know, just the lack of consistency is frustrating for a Phillies fan at this point. Um, well, it's not like his average is terrible. He's still hitting two sixty six, but yeah, that's down. He was hitting two seventy eight last month. Well, you got to think about it. Till he's been three forty in the beginning of the year. Yeah, he was an MVP candidate at the beginning of the year. So, you know, 
I think he has the ability to hit the over 300. It, again, it's just the inconsistency and I guess the the lack of willingness to play, you know, to play at 100%. I just don't know. I don't know what it is. It's not like he's a rookie either. He's been in yeah. the league for a couple, not a couple, he's 26 now. Four years. Four years. If he were, if he had these mental mistakes when he was a young gun, just going out there, like, all right, like, fix it. Right. Don't do it next time. Yeah. But it just keeps happening. Yep. He, against the Red Sox, he got picked off. Yeah. Well, what's he not. thinking? Yeah. That's, I mean, and I, and again, like I said, that's in a big situation. That, 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 against a big team. Right. And it, we, it was a close game. We needed runs at that point, and you know, that, that ultimately that might have decided cost the game. game. It caused yeah. the game, yeah, especially that one. When you think about the Phillies too, like let's move off of our hatred of Gabe Kapler's decisions for a minute. And O'Double. And O'Double. Hector Neris somehow, uh, rather than buying a one-way ticket, got a round-trip ticket and is back in he's town. He's back. Yeah. Um, don't get me started on that dude. <laughs> he'll do good for four games and then just and then he'll crash and burn. Yeah, and then we'll send him down again. Yeah, we'll, we'll buy him another one way. Make sure we buy a one way ticket. One way, one not way. two way. Please, just Please, keep just... him down there. He's not. He's out of good. rewards points. He's out of rewards points on his card, and he can't afford a round trip ticket. He he just he's not good. He's not. I I, I mean, listen. He has two pitches basically. He has a splitter a and a, a fastball. You know. Hitters are, are going to get used to that. They're going to pick up on it eventually. Yeah. And they're going to just be like, okay, well, I'm not even going to swing at the splitter because it's just going to be in the dirt anyway. Right. And if you hang a splitter, that's getting rocked. Yep. And then if you throw a fastball, I'm going to crush it. He doesn't have good fastball placement either. He'll <laughs> just throw it right down the pipe. And <laughs> listen, our whole bullpen has not been good either. I mean, let's go back. Sorry, Anthony Dominguez, what is going on? Listen, you know, that's a tough situation too because he is young. You know, maybe this is just, you know, a speed bump on, you know, in his progression. Do you think innings pitched has something to do with it? You know, maybe. I mean, you know, and also, too, Kapler sometimes sends him out there in the seventh inning. Or the eighth. Why does Gabe Kapler not believe in bullpen rolls? I just, you know, that's another thing, too, with him. Are computers literally making the decisions? Because I'm starting to wonder. I, I don't know. I mean, that, again, that's I, I think that's playing a part, too, in why the bullpen's been struggling. Because, you know... When we were doing good, I think we did have those roles, and, and those players kind of thought that they did have the role. And again, we're going back to where these players are just in the bullpen; they don't have a role. This is where the Phillies were winning because yeah, exactly. That's when they were winning. We they had those roles. That's when Dominguez was purely coming out in the ninth, and that was it. You know, and, and at this point, we don't really know. It could be Nishek; he, he throws out there in the ninth, or it could be Tommy Hunter. For God's sake, I, I hate Tommy Hunter too. But, you know, he has faith in those guys for some reason. You know, Nishik is fine, you know, but he's a setup man. He's not our closer. Sir Anthony Dominguez is our closer, and he's got to be out there in situations in the ninth. You know, even if we're losing, send him out there. And you have to think, he has to get accustomed to closing to be a closer. Right. He's if gotta... you're just going to throw pitchers out right. in random innings, they're not going to have any game plan. We talked about this earlier in the season. It's the same thing with the batting order. If you don't know where you're going out to hit, yeah. you don't know what situation you're going to encounter. If yeah. you don't know where you're going to pitch, you don't know what situation you're in. You don't yeah. know how to prepare for the game. And again, I think the same thing is happening again. You know, the lineup switches every day. And, you know, it's either O'Double's in the lineup or he's out. It's either Roman Quinn he's in or he's out. It's either Nick Williams is in or he's out. You know, sometimes Franco doesn't even play, you know, which is stupid to think, too, because Franco... He's caught fire. Yeah, Franco has been 
phenomenal since June at this point, you know? So, I, the, the lineup thing, too, it, it's frustrating. I, I would say July, but I was thinking if, if he were part of a trade package, I wouldn't have cared, but... At that point, yeah. At that point. But, you know, hey, Ever that's since, the whole point. Prove us wrong, and, yeah. you know, he's, he's done it. He's, he's done well. Yeah, you know, and the guys he does keep in the same spot is Hoskins, who's played well, and is Hernandez, who's been okay. You know, as of late, he's not been that good. Cesar Hernandez is not a leadoff hitter anymore. No, he's not. He doesn't steal bases. Nope. His average is dropped. Yep. And when he did perform, his average was up, and he was stealing bases. You know, I, I think that's what makes him a good player. If he gets on base, you gotta you gotta go because that's what a leadoff and hitter does. You don't does. have to steal every time. You have to be the threat. Right. You have to. You have to. Just, you know, have the mentality that I'm going to steal. You don't have to, but have the mentality, I'm going. Because that's what you do as a leadoff hitter. If you get on, you're there to score. You're there to score the first run of the game. And you have to get in scoring position to do that. You know, and that, that should be your mentality as a leadoff hitter. Get on base and, and steal. And then score. And I just don't see that. I don't, I don't see point. it. I don't see him at this point. You know who are we going to place there though? At we, this point, Roman Quinn. At, we keep Roman going back. Quinn. We keep going back to Roman Quinn. I think again, he deserves a spot on this team. He's batting three fifty seven with us right now. You know, and he doesn't in limited playing time. And every time he's on base, it seems like he steals a base. And 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 he's really really fast if you watch him. So you know he, he's had injuries in the past. He's get he's gotten over them, and I think he's ready to, you know, have a, have a legitimate spot on this team. And I think he, I think he deserves it. I think Kapler is just benching the wrong player. Right, that's exactly. the thing I don't understand. That's exactly right. I, I get the love for Oduble, but as a manager, how do you stand there, put out this lineup with Oduble in it every single day, and not acknowledging the mistakes that he's made? Right. And like, I, I'm not saying that he hasn't talked to him in the office. That's different. Yeah. But it just seems like there's no punishment. Yeah, you're right. You know, I think, I think he should be benched. You know, you know, you don't have to play Roman Quinn every day. If Oduble have, if Oduble has a good matchup, then yeah, set him out there. But, you know, I don't think at this point, I think Roman Quinn deserves a starting job. I honestly think that Gabe Kapler is making decisions solely off of sabermetrics, and that's it. Based on the weather that day. Um, the yeah. four types of pitches the pitcher throws. Yeah. Um, how many birds are going to be flying over the stadium? <laughs> whose birthday it is? How many people are in the stands? Yeah, I just. Who was the president in 1932? <laughs> uh, it... uh, who was the president in 1932? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, dude. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I think the beginning of the season that was the case. You know, I don't know if it is now. Are you gonna look up? Are you gonna look, I up, look up who the, the president, president was? was. Yeah. 1932. I like it. Um, yeah, but I think the beginning of the season, you know, that that was the case with you know the the metrics or whatever. Who was it? Herbert Hoover, the boy Herb. <laughs> oh, all right. So Herbert Hoover, and then how many Hoover vacuum cleaners are in the stadium at the time? <laughs> um, I hate hate stats only baseball. Stats do have a place in the game, but not every decision is stats worthy. There's been so many times, too. He doesn't give Vince Velasquez the chance to perform in the games that he's doing well. 
he pulls him out either after the fifth or before the fifth even concludes with like 80 pitches. Yeah, he's got to get better at managing the pitchers too because also when they're struggling, you got to get them out of there. And I, it happened a couple days ago against the Blue When Jays. Sir Anthony had two runners on, he should have been gone. Yeah. Yeah, and also too, a couple a few days ago against the Blue Jays, I think it was the first game of the series, you know, Arietta went seven innings or like six and two-thirds or something like that. And he already gave him up four runs in that point. We're losing at this point. We're losing four to one at this point. So, you know, if we're losing four to one in the sixth, and you send Arietta back out there with you know eighty to ninety pitches at that point, get him out. You know, you, you know, Arietta is not having a good day at that point. Get someone else who could potentially have, could potentially get out of an inning and and you know make it quick and just he's got to manage the pitchers better. He's when the manage overall. When better. they're when they're bad, they're bad. Get them out. When they're good, keep them in there. You know, not overdo it when they're good. But like, let's say Velasquez is he's going. It's it's the seventh inning, and he has you know three hits against the other team. Send him out there. That's 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 a phenomenal start for him. You know, you gotta. And I I know Velasquez has been you know off and on as is Pivetta, I guess, but. But Pavetta is just he's a been, wild card. He's been really bad. He can either give you eight innings or he can get knocked out in the third like right, usual. Right. Um, but, you know, Velasquez, if he's on, he is on. And he's been really good when he's on. And you got to realize if if he's do, if he's doing well. If he, if How's he had, that building confidence for him if you're just going to pull him? Exactly. Exactly. And I, I think that's playing a part, too. You know, his men- mentality is, you know, I don't know when I'm going to get taken out. And you know, I just want to. I he, I think he's overdoing it when he's when he's in there, but when he's on, he, you know, he's on, and he, he has a really he has really good stuff when he's on. So I, I just think it's the uncertainty of when you know wh- what's going to happen. You know that definitely plays a factor too. You know, and that comes back to Gabe Cap. We keep going back to him. It's just. The decisions yeah. he make, he doesn't realize how they impact the team. Yeah. Uh, he just needs... To, he is a rookie manager. I'm not calling for his firing, but the same thing. When a player gets reamed out for not performing, the fans do the same thing to the manager. Yeah. Honestly, he, he seems like a robot out there, too. <laughs> he's just unemotional. I mean, he's just emotionless. Yeah. He, he has, the only thing he's got going for him... Is as Chip would say, his pectorals. <laughs> That's really it. That is it. That is it. That is. I mean, you know, when we're winning, uh, I don't know. I when we are winning, I think the, I think he's like, all right, you know, good job, guys. You know, I think he's a good manager when we're when a team is winning. But if we're losing, I don't know if he's, you know, I don't know if he's the right guy. I mean, I'm not calling first firing, like I said, but. You know, you just got to make better decisions. And I, we've been saying that for a long time, too. You know, his decision-making has got to get better. You know, you can't you can't make the lineup out of just, you know, the computer stuff and the stats. You know, go with who's hot. And, you know, make sure guys who are playing, you know, have a have a consistent role. You know, especially with the bullpen, especially with, with, with the lineup. I mean, I, I think our only bright spot has been Aaron Nola. I think I said it before. He's a Cy Young candidate. Also, side note. Also, side note. He outdueled Max Scherzer, which yeah, we did mention that. Two eyed wonder. We did. Yeah. Two color eyes. We did. Um, you know that that doesn't happen a lot. You know, a pitcher's outdueling Max Scherzer. I mean, Max Scherzer is a multiple, multiple time Cy Young award winner. Again, he's he's a Cy Young candidate this year too. So 
that just doesn't happen a lot. And, and you know, Aaron Nola's been insane. We, we always say that, but that's the only bright spot on this team other than maybe Hoskins, you know? I mean, and, and again, that goes back to his consistent place in the lineup. You know, he bats second. He plays left field. We, he knows that, you know, and, and most of the players on this team don't have that, you know? Uh, even with Odubel now, he's not batting. He was batting third. Now he's batting, like, down in the lineup because, again, he's struggling. He's underperforming. Right, and, you know, it's just uncertainty right now with the Phillies in every aspect because you don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. You don't know if they're going to win. You don't know if they're going to lose. You don't know who's in the lineup. You don't know who what bull, what the bullpen's going to do. You don't know what the starting pitching's going to do other than Nola. So it's just uh, around this team right now, it's just uncertainty, and, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just – I really hope they can turn it around. The team is cluttered right now in the dumpster. Also, too, they're, they're losing to not good teams. Oh, my. Dude, how do you beat the Red Sox 7-4? <laughs> to four, Right. Then the next day go out and lose to the Mets. Yep. Was it 24-4? to 24-4. 24-4. 24. Are we watching football or baseball? Yeah, well, like, I think I... Ever since that Red Sox game when we won 7-4, we've won 3-10. and And that's against the Mets and the Nationals. And now the Reds and the Blue Jays did. So we've lost 7 out of 10 games. Yes. To a horrible Mets team, a decent National team, National team who aren't even that... They're, they're kind of in a... Without Daniel Murphy. Right, who just traded Daniel Murphy away. And a Blue Jays team who are not in contention in, in the American League at all. So, we're losing, and even the Padres series before the Red Sox series, we lost some guys who, who, who are just coming up and have, and just are no names. Freddie Galvis really likes to kill us. And Freddie Galvis killed us. Oh boy, we gotta get him back. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, w- w- you know, as a contender, we have to beat these teams, you know. We have to beat the low-tier teams, these, these no-name pitchers. You know, we have to hit them. That's that's what you got to do as a contender. I said it earlier. We tend to make terrible players look like Cy Young candidates. <laughs> yeah. Our offense is so inconsistent. Yep. I don't... Like, we already said earlier in the year that this is not the World Series year, obviously. No, no it's but not. But it's not even looking like a playoff year at this point unless they turn it around. Yeah. Would you define this as a full implosion? Uh, I would say no as of now. You know... Consistently, we've been 15 games above 500. We're still nine. You know, that's, you know, but I, I wouldn't say a complete implosion yet. You know, if we if we are at 500, then I would consider it. If we don't make the playoffs, then absolutely yes. Because this team, at this point, you know, we should make the playoffs. Only three games behind. As of now, we're not in the wild card spot, but I think we can because, again, our schedule... I don't think is that difficult at at this point. We've ha- we uh, we've we already passed our difficult difficult schedule. Well, you see the thing is too the, the Phillies are struggling at a time when the Braves are also struggling. Well, they've lost six out of their last ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are the games that we should be picking up, especially against the garbage teams. Right. Yeah, but the difference is Braves are losing to good teams. We're not losing to good teams. We're losing to decent. We and bad should teams. be winning against these terrible teams right. to make up for that. Right, the Braves are beating the bad teams. That's why they're ahead of us right now. And their young players are on fire. Are playing really well. Acuña is 
freaking... Oh, he's on fire. Acuna got drilled in the arm because of how good he was performing. And he came back and hit two more home runs after that. Yeah. Ozzy Albies been okay as of late, but bef- in the beginning of the season, he's, he was insane. And I think he is going to be insane for his career. You know, I think he's going to have a great, great year. Obviously, Freddie Freeman's an MVP candidate. You know, their pitching's been good for their team, you know. Fultinovich is their best pitcher, yeah. and he's very good. They've been they've been good. They've been really they've been overperforming as of as of we, but we're just not you know, it, it's it's been bad as of late, but you know, the Braves are beating those 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 bad teams that they have to. You know, the only I think their their losses are coming to, you know, somewhat contenders at this point. So and again, they're young too and they're they're gonna have to learn, but you know, I think as of now I think Unfortunate to say, but I think the Braves are are better are better than us at this point. Yeah, but like the Phillies' only really chance to get into the playoffs this year would be to win the division. Yeah. The wild card really seems out of rate that out of out of reach. Out of reach excuse yeah. me, they're out of the race for the wild card. Is what I was going on there. Right. But you know, I'm kind of yeah, stupid. You got, so. you got the Cardinals ahead of you. You got the Brewers ahead of you. You know, you got whoever is second place in the National League West, whether it be the Diamondbacks or the were the uh, Dodgers, and then you got the Rockies there too. I mean, well, the Dodgers are sixty nine and sixty one, so still, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's on par with us right now. I mean, and also, oh, there's no one else in the National League. East. I mean, if a National League could make a run, I mean, I, you really don't know. I, I don't see them doing it, but it could happen. Um, we're two games back from the wild card. We could easily sneak in there. We could, you know, but it they're, again, they're good teams at the in the wild card right now. Brewers are good. Cardinals are really they're the both. Rockies. What happened there? They called on fire. Yeah, and and whoever is in second place, whether it be again, like I said, Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, they're both really good teams. They you know, so it's gonna be tough if we don't win the division to to get into the playoffs. So you just it, it, again, it's you you never know. And more uncertainty. More uncertainty as we reach our destination. Uh, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at phl the bandwagon. Um, we post polls every week, so feel free to give us a follow there. Check out our poll. It's going up probably today. So, um, Our poll this week will be, are you concerned with the Eagles' play, honestly? Okay. It, it's really concerning. It's yeah. a yes or no answer, so... Yep, pretty easy. <laughs> pretty straightforward. We'll, we'll, we'll throw a third one in there. Just see what it is. <laughs> um, doesn't matter, it's preseason. Yeah, I guess... But uh, give us a follow on PHL Sports Nation at Ryan Michaels 18 and Chris Tiernan. Uh, I am for Phillies Nation. He is for Eagles Nation. Uh, We did want to also give you the heads up. uh, Due to personal conflicts, Robert Tiernan will no longer be with the show. If you guys were wondering, that's why you're not hearing him right now. But me and Chip are going to keep this alive and afloat and keep the bandwagon trucking on. Again, thanks for listening. Hope to see you at the next stop.